you think you don't care about being overflow. Joe Boo and Jay Bird are now on the microphone. We think we don't care about this. Yeah, we do, but we do. We think we don't care about it. Average Joe's Media Podcast, T-Y-T-Y-D-C-A. Average Joe's Media Podcast, T-Y-T-Y-D-C-A. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Average Joe's Media. I am the Average Joe Boo, and this is the podcast, Things You Think You Don't Care About, T-Y-T-Y-D-C-A, brought to you by the Home Buying Guys. Hey guys, Lance here. Adam here. We're the Home Buying Guys, and we are so excited to be sponsoring this season of the Average Joe's Podcast, Things You Think You Don't Care About. Tell people who the Home Buying Guys are. Yeah, so we do everything real estate in Dallas-Fort Worth. We can... Uh, make cash offers on homes. We sell houses on MLS for homeowners. We do remodeling. Uh, we do design work. We do everything that you can think of real estate related. Buying, selling, helping, fixing, flipping, buying, holding, cash, wholesale offers. We got you covered. If you have any questions, please keep following along with the Average Joes and the Home Buying Guys. Thank you. It is a beautiful Tuesday morning, 6 a.m., Navarre Beach. Waves crashing, wind blowing, and the only thing you can't hear is the sun rising. You know, you never really understand, you never really conceptualize how loud everything is until you start trying to record something. People in the background, wind, waves, kids yelling in the pool when you're on the balcony of a condo. You never, you just never fully appreciate the actual quiet when there's actual quiet. The waves, the wind, that's, I mean, that's ambient noise. Kids, that's annoying noise. People in the background talking when you're trying to record, that's annoying noise. When you're on the beach trying to enjoy the beach and somebody blares their Bluetooth radio, that's just annoying. Why would anybody do that? You come out here, you try to get away, you try to have a good time, but you can't avoid people. If you're going to come to a place where there's people, man, like I just didn't realize how annoying some sounds were, like when you're trying to get away, like when you're trying to play golf, had a golf tournament this weekend, partnered with my brother as a two man best ball type of tournament. So for those of you that don't know what a best ball tournament in golf is, it's where however many people are on your team, they play their own golf ball and they score their own score. But at the end of the hole, at the end of each hole, the team gets credit for the best score on the scorecard. So, me and my brother playing a best ball tournament. I didn't realize how annoying listening to other people while playing golf is until I played a tournament with him like a month ago. So you know what I did? I went out and bought some earbuds. And I'm blaring music in my ear so I don't have to hear people when I am trying to play a little golf. But I just didn't understand. I didn't realize. I I took for granted the sounds people make in the background. 
And you have no control over this. Like the only control you have over this is if you go to the if you go to the wilderness and you isolate yourself for however long you decide to isolate yourself. You have no control. Absolutely no control over the sounds made by people if you're going to be around people. But I tell you what you do have control over, what you choose, what you choose to be annoyed by. Okay, just because something is annoying doesn't mean you have to be annoyed by it, right? I mean, yeah, would you rather, while you're recording, would you rather not have people talking in the background? Would you rather not have some ambient noise that you can avoid? Yeah, but I mean, in reality, a little patience goes a long way, you know? Or you can take some steps to try to mitigate, right? You can grab the old, you can grab the old earbuds. You can turn on the old Bluetooth. You can turn on your old playlist. You always have choices. You always have things you can do to help out your own situation. You know, the fun part about this conversation right here are these thoughts, these these beach thoughts, this beach thought therapy that I have going on right now is all these people around me right now that hear me talking about how annoying people talking is whenever you're trying to record. That's probably the best possible thing that could be. Fortunately, they're getting the hint. They're not talking. That's that's pretty fantastic. I guarantee though, depending on the duration of this recording, we're going to get some we're going to get some ambient conversation. We're going to get some ambient Bluetooth radio and I don't know if ambient is the word, but we'll go with it. You know what else you can't see on this beach here while you're listening to me? And I apologize that you can't see it, but I'm going to describe it for you. You know, whether it's to make you jealous or it's to make you hope to be here at this beach one day, you know, that's up to you. That's 100% on to you. But the dolphins, the stingrays that come flying up out of the water. Now, so far... This year, in the 24 hours that I've been here, roughly, I have not seen any dolphins yet, nor have I seen any stingrays. However, last year we saw the stingray fly up out of the water. Big old sucker. This this thing was probably bigger than me. It was one of the coolest things I'd ever seen. And I'd never seen a in, in person. Oh, there's some dolphins. I had never seen dolphins, you know, just uh, swimming along. Pretty cool. So for those of you that hadn't figured out, Jason's not with me today. Old Jay Bird, he's not out here in Florida. I gave him uh, I gave him the night off last night because, well, because I was in Florida and he was still at home. And, uh, I, you know, I think I forgot to tell him that I was going to be out of town. Because he texted me earlier yesterday and said, hey, man, we recording? And I said, uh, well... No, because I'm not in town. And he said, oh, okay, we'll have fun, and we'll catch up whenever I get back. That's the type of man Jay Bird is. Jay Bird, probably one of the most selfless people I've ever met in my life. Not the most, because that's, that's a hard ranking right there. Speaking of rankings, have you ever tried to rank the things in your life? 
Like, have you ever tried to sit back and take all the restaurants you've been to and, and like, give me a top five? On the way back from, uh, from the golf tournament, my brother sitting there while he's driving and he's asking me, what are the top five restaurants you've ever been to? I was at a complete loss of thought. I had no idea. Because if you've ever tried starting to rank things, you have to understand that there are variables to consider. Right? First you have to rank what's your favorite type of food. And then what's your second favorite type of food. Like you have to go to in through that conversation to try to figure out what the best restaurant is in your opinion. And then to go along with that, your ranking is completely meaningless in terms of what in actuality something is. I mean, yeah, it's okay, it's your truth. Okay? But like somebody else, you know, most people may not agree with you. It's a personal preference. However, however, if you're looking at it just, you know, maybe introspectively trying to figure out, man, if I'm going to a restaurant, which restaurant am I going to? Mark it down. Come on. We're going to the restaurant. We're going to the best restaurant I've ever been to. Then you may have to you may have to do a little ranking. But I challenge you. I challenge you to to rank the the top five movies you've ever seen. The top five restaurants you've ever been to. The top five places you've ever visited. That one's probably going to be a little easier. Okay, because that one. There's probably significantly fewer places you've been to outside of your own house. And I'm talking vacation spots, okay? I'm not talking about you walk down the street and you go to the arcade. Okay, but if you want to include that, you can. It's up to you. That's all you, babe. That's all you. But rank those things. Sit back and prioritize some stuff. Even though it's it's potentially trivial. Prioritize the things that you like to do, that you get the most fun out of, and, uh, you know, put them on a repeat. You know, make sure you, make sure you go back, you visit it again. Make sure you have, make sure you have yourself what you need to reach that number one on a regular basis. Right now I'm having a hard time thinking the beach is not number one on my list of vacation spots. But I will tell you, I went whitewater rafting a couple years, not uh, not a couple years in a row. It was about uh, it was one or two years between the trips. But we went to the same spot twice, a couple buddies and I, and uh, went whitewater rafting in, in uh, Buena Vista, Colorado. Colorado, the way you spell that: C O L O R A D A, Colorado, and. Uh, Outside of the, uh, you know, the little altitude or elevation sickness I got the second year because we stayed a little extra and I had not acclimated very well that year for some reason. Outside of that, outside of those blinding headaches that I got or maybe the hand, foot, and mouth sickness that I got from my kids the week before or I had the the little sore on the end of my nose or whatever it was. Listen, outside of those things, okay, outside of clearly variables that were out of my control entirely, 
That whitewater rafting trip may be number two. Maybe number two on the list. I took my daughter to L.A. And that trip was a good trip. That was a good trip. Uh, Universal Studios was amazing. Uh, more specifically, the Harry Potter world out there was awesome. Now, you call me the biggest nerd if you want to. I don't care. Mark it down. Old Average Joe Boo is a big old nerd. I like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Marvel. I like those things. My imagination runs wild when someone else's imagination comes to life on screen. I mean, I think it's pretty awesome. But so we're in Harry Potter world, and I spent $15,000 on wands and the, the, the candy store and the butterbeer, which is awesome. Now, I'm, of course, I'm exaggerating, but I mean, I, I, went, I went to L.A. With a, with a price in mind, with an amount of money in mind to spend each day. I completely obliterated that. Because number one, I have too much of an impulse thing in my body, in my mind, to where when I see something that I want, I'll go into debt. That's, that's going to happen. I shouldn't do it. But at the end of the day, it's money. I can't take it with me when I die. So why not buy some stuff that makes me happy now? And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Other people look at me like, you're an idiot. I agree with them. I am. But at the same time, I'm a happy idiot. And we're going to mark that down. Ranking things. That's something that you guys... That's something that you guys got to definitely do. You, you won't understand how important ranking things is in your life until you actually do it. That's not important, per se, but it's important. Right, it's it's valuable. It has value to you personally. Right, it, it's not. It doesn't determine whether or not you're going to go to heaven. Okay, it doesn't determine whether or not you're a, a good person. It doesn't determine or not whether you have friends or not. Rank the importance of ranking things isn't important in terms of the whole grand scheme of life. It's important in terms of happiness, your own happiness. Make sure you do those things. Make sure you figure out what really makes you happy, what really makes you tick. You know, there's some other things that happened to me lately, or maybe I don't know if it happened to me or, or whatever, but they happened near me, and I find them to be some of the most peculiar things in the history of things. My buddy Andrew, he's been on the podcast a few times. You go back and listen, probably hear what he, hear what he sounds like, and you know, maybe hear how his brain ticks. But a few weekends ago, a couple weekends ago, we were out playing golf, and when we was done playing golf, we stopped at the old QT. Stopped at the old QT. That's that's a quick trip. Apparently, quick trip was uh, was too long of a of a sign to make, so they turned it into a QT, little gas station convenience store. So we go in there. We go get some drinks, some eats. We're at the counter. I believe the guy's name is Jeremy. That's at the counter. Good dude, Jeremy. And the total of what we put up on the counter was sixteen oh eight. Now, Andrew generally always owes me money after we play golf because I whoop his tail. And I can appreciate that. I don't know if he does, but that don't matter. I got some free snacks out of it. Well, it's 1608, and so uh, he mentioned something. He, he bought something that I didn't know what he was buying, and, and I made the off comment that said, uh, oh, we getting some scratchers? 
because that's what I thought he got. I thought he got a couple old scratching lottery tickets. I was wrong. That's not what he got. But oh, any you know. But anyways, he said, you know what? Get, let's get a couple scratchers. Get a couple of them two dollar scratchers. Make it an even twenty oh eight. This is one of those times where you do one of those double takes. You know what? What is an even twenty oh eight? Nobody says that. That's not a thing. It is now. It is now. So I said, "Oh, that's what we're doing." Okay. How about we take uh, How about we take a couple of these Lindor white chocolate truffles here? Throw those down. I don't know how much they are, but he tells me the new total is like twenty two sixty nine. Ah, I was wanting to make it an even twenty two sixty nine. I appreciate you, Jeremy. Thank you so much. Hey, you want to get anything else? Make it an even thirty sixty seven? No. So now, anytime I go to a restaurant, whenever I'm tipping, I generally always tip to make the bill even, completely even, like zero, zero in the pennies. So an even dollar amount. That's generally what the word even means whenever you make a statement like that. So if my bill is $22.42, you know, I'll tip $7.58 to make it an even $30. Okay, now I'm just going to tip seven dollars and make it an even twenty nine forty two, and I'm going to tell the waiter that or the waitress that they bring me the they bring me the check. Oh, the check is an even thirty one twenty seven. That's pretty solid. That's pretty solid. I appreciate you making that even for us. People are funny, man. People are funny. Things they say, things they do. I've had the opportunity to hang out with Andrew quite a bit over the past couple years. He's a he's a pretty funny dude. Put a put a couple beverages in him. He's he's quite a bit funnier. I don't know if y'all heard. Uh, I don't know if you heard back. There's an episode we did. We talked about some things that make you mad. I take my daughters up to Chili's, and Andrew was hungry, and so he came. I invited him to come up and join us. Well, I mean, he ca- he had a couple drinks. He had a couple burr. And him, not bad, and uh, and apparently he asked for a hamburger with some grilled jalapeno, and he thinks, and I agree with him to a large degree. He thinks that the the restaurant business, the the cooking of a meal that has been ordered, should not be that difficult, and I agree with him to a large degree. Especially the restaurant wasn't terribly busy, so the cooks didn't have. You know, a ton of orders to fill right then. But there's a process. And if any if any cog in this process gets kinked, something's going to go wrong. So your process is the server takes the order, then has to enter the order. Hopefully they remembered it or wrote it down. Which, let me stop right there. If you're a waitress or a server and you're not writing down someone's order and it comes out wrong, you should be fired. That's ridiculous. That's a fireable offense in my opinion. It takes three seconds to write down what somebody says. And you don't even have to write the whole thing. Just enough to remember what they wrote. Or what they said. So anyways, a little tangent. Apologize. I apologize. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for the tangents. No, I don't. Okay, so the server takes the order, goes input the order based on their memory or their handwriting. That order then gets sent back to the kitchen... The cooks then read the order, and they have to check. It's a checklist for them, ultimately. They have to check off that they've done everything. 
Then, if there's any little preps that have to be done, like, you know, putting some sauce in a little ramekin or uh, little garnishes or whatever, those have to be done as well. I get that people are probably the most picky organism in this universe, right? I mean, have you ever seen a dog not eat their food? Yeah, okay. Dog's been a little picky. Uh, okay, don't change their food for three or four days, and I bet they'll come over there and eat it, okay? Because they're not going to starve. Animals are not going to starve unless there is just an absolute lack of food for them. Humans, on the other hand, are the most picky thing because, I mean, what, we, we top of the food chain here? So anything below us, we can go figure out what we want to eat, and then we can prep it. I mean, don't get me don't get me started on how pretentious people are. Like, like when you're out of town and and you want to go swimming potentially in the in the indoor pool, and you forgot a bathing suit, and then someone mentions that there's a Walmart right down the road, you can go get yourself a bathing suit and go swimming. And the comment comes back to you, I'm not getting no bathing suit at a Walmart. Okay, I'm, why? Why not? Throw it away when you're done. Who cares? But why don't you go swimming, you know? Get yourself what you need to go swimming for the day. Okay, you don't have to go back home and be seen in this Walmart bathing suit. Okay? Your daughters aren't going to judge, or your children aren't going to judge you. Because you got a Walmart bathing suit in your in your uh, in your dresser drawer, in your laundry, people are picky. People are pretentious, right? I mean, I am too. Like, I don't like mayonnaise because it's garbage. I think Miracle Whip and mayonnaise are the same thing. Both garbage. Pretty much, I think if anything is close to each other, and I don't like it, it's garbage. Therefore, it's the same thing. So that's probably where my thought process is on Coke and Pepsi. Coke and Pepsi are the same thing. They're both garbage. They both taste very similar, if not identical. But at the same time, they're garbage, therefore they're the same thing. Are you tracking? Are you tracking what I'm saying here? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Are you catching what I'm spitting? No, anyways, back to the story. Andrew gets this burger, and he orders this burger with whatever sauce or sauces he wants. And... I'm pretty sure he puts all the taste on it. You know, all the lettuce and the onions and everything on it. And he asks for grilled jalapenos as well. Well, something in the process of the restaurant business fell through. Didn't quite make it onto this burger. And the grilled jalapenos did not come on the burger. So automatically, Andrew looks up at me. He's like, how hard is it to make a burger? Seriously. I mean... This has got to be the easiest thing to do. You put the sauce, you put the meat, you put the cheese, you put the toppings, you put the bun. Like, how difficult is that? And you have a list of toppings on the ticket. So, he looks at the server, and I felt so sorry for this woman, because he had some fire in his eyes. And I had to call, I had to look back and say, hey man, hey man, if you got, look, see, that's not ambient noise. That's somebody driving a tractor on the beach. I mean, come on. Quit that. I don't know if you heard it, but I did. So I feel like it got caught in the mic. 
Anyway, so he looks at this server and he like rips into her. Like, seriously? My burger's wrong? How is my burger wrong? This is like the easiest thing. I was like, dude, dude. Of course, I let him go on his rant. I probably should have stopped his rant. But afterwards, I said, dude, if you got a big old complaint like that, you got to talk to the manager, man. The manager, that's their job. The server's job is to do their best, and if they fail, that's when there's a manager. Anyways, so he said, there's, there's supposed to be grilled jalapenos on here. There's no grilled jalapenos on here. I don't know why this is so difficult. I'd like for my, my burger to be right. Of course, now he's more upset that his burger's getting cold because he's not going to touch it until he gets his, his grilled jalapenos. And I kid you not, I kid you not, either this lady did not hear the S on the, on the word jalapenos, or the, uh, the, sir, the, the cooks in the back were upset that he, she had to come back for some grilled jalapenos. But this dude receives on a plate, on a small like dessert plate, he receives a singular grilled jalapeno, stem and all, and it almost looks like this, the jalapeno was grilled maybe on one side. And he says, seriously? You don't think I wanted like sliced grilled jalapenos? Is this how you would put a grilled jalapeno on the burger if it was done correctly? This guy, Andrew, did not eat his burger. He put it in a box, put that grilled jalapeno in the box as well, he took it home, chopped up the grilled jalapeno, did his own little slicing job, and re-ate it like the next day. I mean, you want to talk about picky. You want to talk about picky. That's that's some pickiness. Oh, man. There's some other things that happened this weekend that, in my opinion, is worthwhile to be discussing, thinking about. So, we stayed at a place, uh, a buddy of my brother, we stayed at his house, him and his wife. We stayed there for this golf tournament, which was awesome. Shout out to Danny Salazar. Great dude. Robin as well, his wife. Great people. Appreciate you for allowing us to hang out. Well, so my brother, his golf partner, brought his wife and kids. And of course, they're also friends with, with Danny and Robin. So that also gave Robin somebody to hang out with whenever she didn't have to go to work or whatever. And his kids are 16 and 14. And 16-year-old boy, 14-year-old girl. Well, somehow through through conversation, it was either Friday or Saturday night, we're all sitting around the table having a conversation, and the discussion gets brought up into social media and, and why mom won't allow the kids to have social media or why they're against it. And there's certain circumstances that have allowed an Instagram account to be made or a Twitter account to be made or something. But you know how somebody has a Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Tumblr, TikTok, Twitter. Like somebody, most people that have uh, social media accounts have something from every potential app that exists. Well, so the daughter was really upset in this conversation or, you know, put off because she doesn't get to have social media right now. And her reasons are, are fairly valid. From a standpoint of the, the people that she knows or the friends that she has or whatever, the way they communicate, the way they text is through Snapchat or direct messaging on apps. And, you know, us old fogies, 36 and above, we text using text messages that come on our cellular device. 
or we use this button that's, you know, it, it looks like it's got like one of those old timey hand phone things. Those, you know, those things that used to like hang on the wall or whatever. Yeah, we use the phone and we call people. Well, the conversation went from, well, first of all, why do you need a Snapchat to talk to people where the messages instantly disappear? Like, what's so important that you need to talk to somebody, you need to tell somebody something, and it's so secretive, it's so private, that the messages disappear? When you're 14 years old, I mean, come on. Let's, I mean, let's look at it in reality. When do you ever got to do that? And if, if you're doing that, probably not very wholesome. Just saying. Now, listen, that's your choice. That's your choice, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you want to be wholesome or not. That's your choice. But for a parent talking to a 14, 16-year-old child, where they still have the most possible influence they could have over what they do and don't do, uh, something rings false. And so we all kind of were in this discussion because I think the daughter wanted, wanted the opinion of my brother and I, or my brothers and I. And so my oldest brother doesn't, doesn't know anything about social media. He's never gotten into it. He's 40. He's ancient, apparently. It was never appealing to him, and that's fine. He's probably significantly better off because of it. My other brother, I'm the youngest of three. My other brother, he just turned 40. My oldest brother's 42. My other brother just turned 40. And he's been in on Facebook, on Instagram. And I think the only thing he's kept is Twitter, and he pre uh, predominantly keeps that for sports news, maybe some political stuff, or, you know, just some, some stuff going on with government, or whether it's conservative or liberal or whatever. You know, maybe just some updates there. Twitter is one of the best places. As if you know who to follow, Twitter is one of the best places to get some some updates and some info on whatever topics you're you're wanting to know about. And that's his argument for Twitter. Now, there's a messaging feature on Twitter. Uh, I don't think that's nearly as used as the Snapchat message, the Instagram message, Facebook message. Anyways, but. But I've gotten into, or I've, I've dabbled into all of it at one point in time or another, so I felt like I had a, a good thing to say. And I will tell you this, I felt like I talked her ear off that night because, because I feel like if somebody has something to say, then the only reason they're going to talk or talk a lot about it is because they either feel like they are correct or they feel like what they have to say has value. Which is why both my brothers weren't in that conversation very long. They didn't feel like they had very much value or insight or whatever you want to call it into the social media realm. And so they said their piece and then, you know, they, they just stopped talking about it. Well, I've seen so much school-age kids and how much agony they go through because of social media, the bullying that goes on, the, the high hopes that go on, the people that are trying to match what they see on Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat or whatever, which, let's be real, it's all fake. It's all edited. It's appealing for a reason. Because they know they don't look that good, or they know they're not at a cool-looking place, 
or whatever. So they're changing the background. They're changing. That's well, that's why there's a 18 bajillion features on there that allow your filters, which I guess are also features, that allow you to change what you look like. Which, I mean, if we're being really honest, how much more does that say about them internally than it says about them externally? They don't like what they look like, so they have to change the use the filter to make them look, quote, better. Make the picture, quote, a better picture. I mean, the happiest people in this world are the people that use no filters in life because they know what they look like, they're comfortable or happy with what they look like, and they realize that looks are, looks are just that. Looks are surface only. Looks say nothing about who you are or what you have to contribute or whatever. So anyways, the conversation went, your mother, number one, is just looking out for you. Number two, don't ever get into social media because it's garbage. It's so easy to, it's so easy to find stuff that will warp your mind. And there's only one purpose of it. It's, it's simply to distract you. Now, those of you that are advocates of social media, I'm not trying to stamp my uh, disapproval on you or anything. Because there are some benefits, right? You, you have the cooking shows. If you are a, a person who likes to bake or, or grill or whatever, you have some things that you can, you can look at and get ideas and get, you know, add to your cookbook or add to your repertoire of things to do. You know, those crafty ideas, those kitchen hacks, all those things, those are pretty valuable to some people because they've been looking for something like that or... Or they do something one way and they, you know, it doesn't work as well as something else. All those things have value in social media. That's, in my opinion, that is the only good thing for social media. Uh, you don't have to have a social media messaging account to be able to share something on social media. You can share it to a text message. You could show it to the person standing right beside you. But, you know, typically you still just send it to their phone. But social media has very limited value, in my opinion. And it has an unlimited source. I think the word smut is used a little bit, maybe too much. But it has too many things on there that, you know, uh, girls, young girls are hardly dressed. And they're doing some kind of dancing. And it's getting millions of views because they're nearly naked. Uh, okay, okay, yeah, if that's, if that's the path in life you want to go down, you know, just taking your clothes off for money, okay, you'll be a stripper in the, at the end of the day, or a hooker. I mean, it's, it's very difficult to not have those images come across your feed or in your search box Right, your your search in those social media things aren't blank to begin with, which they should be, and then you type something in and then it populates. Yeah, that's what should be. But no, 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 no. They auto-populate all these things because of uh, trending hashtags or whatever, and they think, oh, you know what? This person wants to see all this, so here you go, and it's garbage. It's too easily accessed, and it's too readily available. 
it's too it's put out too much because people think that that's what's important. People think the views are important. Well, so I had this conversation with my daughter when she was in sixth grade, and I think it hurt our relationship for a couple years. She got a Facebook account or whatever, not my or Instagram. I don't know what it is. Not my decision, you know. But such is life. Whenever you, whenever you can't make it work with mama. So she gets this account and she's talking about the followers that she has. And so I, I took that opportunity to, to ask her, how many friends does she have? And so she tells me, oh, she's got like 100 followers or something. I said, no, 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 no. That's not what I asked. How many of those people that follow you are your friend? And so I had this same basic discussion with this 14-year-old and 16-year-old the night after a, a round of golf. Your friends are people that whenever you call them up, number one, they answer. Number two, they talk to you. They have the conversation or they they uh, are glad to hear from you. When you text them, they respond or they, uh, or they text you. You know, maybe they initiate the text. When you go to eat, you're asking them to join you. When you go on vacation, you call them up. Hey, this would be so much fun if you brought brought the fam along or whatever. Your friends are people that you can trust, that you can rely on, that you hang out with, that when you call them up or when you ask them things, they understand the mutuality in the situation. It's going to be just as much fun for them as it is for you. Or they understand that whenever there's, you know, a disagreement, right? It's not the end of the world. You're not going to disagree, you're not going to agree with everything. You're going to disagree with people friends or not. And so your friends are people that that don't simply look out for their own interests in a situation where everything is mutual. And so I asked my daughter like six years ago or something, how many people that follow you, do you have their phone number? How many people would you text and ask them to come spend the night and then they would actually do it? How many people text and ask you to come over? And the answer, in most life situations, in most people's life, the answer is like two or three. You would be lucky to have more than three, you'd be super lucky to have more than three people that you could really call a friend. Now, I know a lot of people put the, the term close friend on there, and then friend, and then acquaintance. And that's, you know, that's fair. That's your choice. There's nothing wrong with, with qualifying something like that. But your friends are people that you can rely on. Your friends are people that whenever they, whenever they can't do something that you want to do, you don't really get mad at them at all. You might get a little upset that they weren't allowed, they weren't able to join, whatever their circumstances may be, you know, because you wanted that to happen. But you don't get upset with them, right? It's not their fault that they were planning something already. It's not their fault that they're sick. It's not their fault they have kids. Wait, that one actually is their fault. They chose to have kids. But my point is, is that circumstances affect everybody slightly differently. And so your friends are the people that don't get upset with you when you can't do something. You don't get upset with them when they can't do something. 
But when you can get together, when you can hang out, when you can make plans, it's something that you have quite a bit of things. You, you look forward to it maybe more than most things in life outside of your own individual family or kids or whatever. So anyways, if there's one major piece of advice I could give you, if there's one beach thought that I could leave with you, it's get off that social media and get into life. Stop looking at the little screen. Start looking at the big screen out in front of you. It's really easy to say that when you're sitting on a beach at 6 in the morning, watching the waves crash, watching the dolphins and the stingrays, hand and feet in the sand, nice breeze, sun rising. It's really nice to say that when the big screen out in front of you is calming. I know whenever you're in the hustle and bustle of daily life, you're in the office, the rote activities of every day, it's hard to see that big picture. It's hard to look up and see what's going on around you and, and be okay with it. But I guarantee you there's so much going on out in front of you that you're missing because you're face deep, you're neck deep in your phone trying to see what everybody else is bringing to their life. So ladies and gentlemen, I encourage you, I encourage you, number one, to go to the beach. Sit down and record your thoughts. It could be on a piece of paper and a pen, or it could be on a laptop or your cell phone. Have some beach thoughts like the old average Joe Boo is doing right now. You never see things more clearly than what's in front of you is clear. Write that down. I appreciate you listening along as long as you did. Until next time, I am the Average Joe Boo telling you to keep it clean. Things you think you don't care about just got overflow. Joe Boo and Jay Bird are now off the microphone. That's something we really did care about. Yeah, we do, yeah, we do. That's something we really did care about. Average Joe's Media Podcast, T-Y-T-Y-D-C-A. Average Joe's Media Podcast, T-Y-T-Y-D-C-A.